What's up, everybody? Welcome to, or welcome back to TBN. 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 This is uh, this is our bi-monthly news and advocacy roundup. I think I decided on the term roundup. I just like it. I like it. It's a I roundup, like it. right? We do a bit of a round. We do a bit of a roundup. We uh, discuss some news. We give our hot takes on some news as it relates to you know the world of vaping. What we do: tobacco, tobacco control, harm reduction, smoking, science, nicotine policy, legislation, all of it, and the such as. Even throw it's the such as on there. It's a roundup. That's what we say. It's a roundup. That's I perfectly just described what a roundup is. You did, and I feel like we We're could wear cowboy up. hats. So it would. Oh, like... we could take this in a whole new direction, oh, Danielle Jones. Could. This could be the TBN News and Advocacy Roundup. Like yeah. in a serious way. We'll learn how to. I've always wanted to learn how to do that. You know, it's you do hard. the big hoop with the rope. Skills. It, I grew up in Texas. It's real hard. Skills. It's a, we had Western days every oh, year. Oh, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you learn the big rope thing? They don't show you did. that. We did. We did okay, practice. Cool. I was never very good at it. It's oh, okay. real hard, actually. But there was uh, line dancing. We did. We had line dancing competitions. That there was less fun live... than a big rope. You know, <laughs> line dancing is okay. It's fun. Don't could, don't hate on look, it. Look, I could see it. Square dancing. Square dancing. Yeah. That was like your first like boy girl dancing yeah. was square dancing. Yeah. Cowboy boots. Part. Yep. You know, big plaid outfits, big belt buckles. Yep. yep. Little look. bolos. It sounds fun. Let's start line dancing, uh, square dancing lessons right here on yep. TBN in yep. the next hour. We're going to no, I'm just kidding. Of course not. But uh, we're here to we're here to talk about some news and advocacy. I am I'm your freedom loving bad libertarian host Grim Green right next to me. This is my far left fact checker co-host Danielle Jones. Danielle Jones, just Addie Tooney says your hair looks fantastic today. And I just oh, want to echo those sentiments. The hair, you look fantastic today. I Daniel pulled Jones. the blow dryer out. It you felt it. like the day for it. I was like, let's mix it up a little. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Bringing some class, you know, to this TBN <laughs> stream. We're, we're all classy over here. Getting all I was like, maybe up. I'll act like a girl today. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> maybe I'll act like a girl Maybe. Today. Look, whatever <laughs> days you do or don't want to act like a girl, look, I don't care. It's whatever. You do you, Danielle Jones. Thank you. I appreciate you do that. You. Let's uh I guess we can start talking about some news and or advocacy stuff that's been happening. I'll just start off with some newsy things since that's what we do. Yeah. Just the smooth sounds of the newsy yeah. things coming yep. at you. Mm -hmm. Just those smooth. Uh, so one thing I wanted to mention right off the top here, uh, I felt like there's a, a resurgence. We need uh, testimonials. This is my thing. I'm pushing testimonials. Anywhere that you can fill out a testimonial, fill out the testimonial. Uh, lots of advocacy orgs do this. Uh, lots of vape orgs do this. CASA does this and collects I don't know, how many how many te how many testimonials tens of thousands of testimonials I, I can tell you right now we have over 13,000 and I just put the link in chat so testimonials yeah testimonials it's a really great thing that literally everybody can do and they're really really effective I mean when you think about Julie Casimiro in Rhode Island like changing her mind about vapor products in her state it was the constituents. It was their testimonials that is one of the big things that kind of 
pushed her uh, into the into the correct, I guess, more empathetic uh, direction of tobacco harm reduction. Testimonials matter. Testimonials matter. Don't just do it at CASA. I mean, definitely do it at CASA. But literally, anytime you're on the internet, on Twitter or Facebook, and anybody's asking for vape testimonials, do it. Give it because that gives. That kind of gives, in my opinion, our anecdotes a little bit more solid ground to stand on. You know, mm -hmm. it's easy to, I don't know, brush off anecdotes, right? But when you have 13,000 anecdotes right. uh, all telling their story of how they quit smoking with vaping, it can be a really powerful thing and it can it can add up and pile up and the more testimonials we get can only be a positive thing. Beecher, have you done your testimonial, Beecher Howard? Yeah, have you, Beecher? Have you, have Beecher? You. Did you go to Kassan and do a testimonial? I'd love for you to go do a testimonial, Beecher Howard. Appreciate you being here, buddy. Peer but pressure. Yeah, peer pressure, I know. Testimonial, peer pressure. Peer pressure into, into doing a call to action. So Do I just wanted cool to throw that guys. out there. Testimonials, I think it's really, really important, and I'm going to harp on those for a little bit. Um, oh, th let's talk about this big vape real quick. There was a little bit of uh, a little yeah. bit like released mm -hmm. from this. So this is right. We, we talked about this in the past. Uh, this is a book by Jamie mm -hmm. Ducharme, The Incendiary Rise of Jewel, Big Vape. This is a book mm -hmm. coming out this month. Yes, and it's being adapted into a Netflix. Docu-series. Docu yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Netflix docu-series of the same name, Big Vape, The Incendiary right. Rise of Jewel. Well, Time Magazine did a little uh, piece on this book, and they published uh, an excerpt from it. I think it's a collection of excerpts. It's, it's basically adapted. Right? So I think they grabbed a few pieces and kind of put them together into a cohesive short piece, because Jamie yeah. is a, a writer for Time. So oh, okay. they're like okay. promoting their oh, writer's book. Sense. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That Because yeah. that article was written by Jamie. And I went, oh, okay. He's a writer for time. Okay. This. She, I think. She? Sure. Was it a she? I think, it, I think it's a she. Okay. I thought. She. Jamie. I'll just, call, I'll just call this person Jamie. Jamie wrote it. So I was assuming that, yeah, Jamie works for Time Magazine. Jamie wrote this book, Big Vape. And I read this article and I did not walk away from it seeing red and filled with rage sweat no. instantly, right? It no. didn't, just this little excerpt, these, just these little excerpts from it didn't seem completely, completely anti-vaping and completely, completely condescending to vaping and harm reduction. It did not. I didn't get that it vibe. No, and in fact, it seemed like a very factual account of yeah. what happened. And I would actually argue that most media journalists, whoever people don't actually give the honest side of it that at least in this excerpt she did, which is that Jewel, you know, they're not these, uh, especially in the early days, you know, mm -hmm. they weren't these like maniacal CEOs ah, trying to figure out evil. how to hook the children, right. you know, in all reality, they were Silicon Valley bros yeah, they were who had just no dumb, idea what ultimately. they were doing. Yeah. They they saw themselves, right, as a tech company, man. We're tech, you know, we're, we're tech. cool. We're not tobacco. We're tech. Right, and they had no idea of the landscape that already existed, the history that already existed in this space. And so they did what they thought would sell product, not realizing how it would be interpreted, right? right. They were ignorant. They were 
you know, they yes. were not well versed in this space. That's yeah. in in reality what happened. Yeah, they um, just and most made... people don't acknowledge that. No, and they made a series of silly decisions because again, they thought they were a tech company and not a tobacco right. company, right? And they right. And, I mean, and truly and honestly, when Jewel came out, they had no reason to believe that they would be a tobacco company. I mean, you know, there well, the deeming was already out, so one could argue that they should have probably okay, been yeah, a little that, bit that's smarter. A good point. That is a good point. They could have been much smarter about it. They yeah. could have been much they, smarter about it. I think they actually, I would go so far as to say they should have been yeah, they more smarter. Been, right? They should have uh, been. But, but they weren't. That's that's what happened. Um, and then, you know, now it's where it is now. So I think it's important to still highlight, you know, what people's intentions likely actually were, especially mm -hmm. if you can, you know, dig through court documents and see emails and look yeah. at communications and actually kind of distill what that was. Because yeah. I don't think, I've never thought that they were evil. I think that they've made a no. lot of really bad choices. Sure. Um, but I still think that their product is an excellent product for people who smoke, excellent. regardless of what the people at the company do. The product is good for people who smoke. Um, but I, yes. I hope that the excerpts that we read in this article from this book uh, follow the entire, I hope that that is, you know, indicative of the entire tone of the book, because if it is, I might be expecting a very balanced look at yes. this situation. It felt now, very balanced to me. And right. Didn't I, when I was reading this, there wasn't any mention of health uh, implications. There was no mention of like science or harm reduction or evoli or lung injuries or nicotine addiction or there, there wasn't any of that. The, it seems like Jamie's real beef with 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 Jewel is how they initially marketed it. I think that's what most people's beef is. And to be honest, this was sort of like a chronological that's not a word, a chronological description of what happened at the beginning. I would not be surprised if in her actual book, there is a chapter dedicated to Ivali or something like that. I would see, this seems like kind of an intro, you right, know what I mean? So yeah. I'm still, I'm still holding my judgment yeah. to see what's in the rest of the book. But yeah. I think she does. She seems to have a good handle on, you know, the situation. And then while she does, you know, say what Matt Myers was thinking and what he said, she doesn't let that rule the piece. She still balances that with, well, here's what Jewel was thinking. You know, right. they weren't trying to do this. The Matt Myers, it looked like this to him, understandably, right. but actually these guys were just, didn't know what they were doing, you know? So it, it feels balanced so far. It, it does. And a few articles by her that I've read have felt more balanced than a lot of other stuff, but I'm still too jaded to be hopeful. I'm, I can't, I can't be hopeful yet, It's hard. but I am, I am intrigued and I am I, paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Here's what I'll say. Cautiously optimistic. You know, I'm, I'm, that's my default setting is I'm cautiously optimistic. So I'm cautiously optimistic about this big vape thing. In fact, I want to just the very last paragraph of this, uh, Jamie writes, uh, Jewel supporters argue that too much attention has been paid to a single advertising campaign that only ran for a few months. Uh, the company contends that it made little impact on Jewel's, saying, Jewel's sales, but as the saying goes, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. If Jewel had I mean, a target true. on its back in the years that have followed, it was only because it put it there with its early enforced, unenforced error 
And now lawyers like North Carolina's Jeff Stein are shooting for a bullseye. I mean, that's that's holding Jewel to the fire over one small thing. I mean, I agree that I think it's been completely, completely overblown. 100% completely overblown. It just seems... It just seems like Jamie can't let this go. Like they can't, she can't let go that this company fucked up and, and that's it. And then they might have course corrected and they might have saved thousands and thousands and thousands of smokers from a life of smoking. And they might have done this, but she's very stuck on this one. Like the first impression I got from Jewel was bad. Mm -hmm. That's what she seems to be harping on. I mean, I can I can see that, but I also the way that I read the piece in its entirety, I actually didn't feel like she was giving her personal opinion. I felt really? like she was doing a pretty good job of standing back and mm -hmm. saying, "Here's what this side is saying. Here's what the other side was saying, and this is what it has caused." Like mm -hmm. fairly objectively, like yeah. because this happened, you know, some people say too much attention. Some people say not enough attention. But because of it, regardless of how you feel, here's where we are today. I feel right. like that's I didn't feel like she was super harpy in it of her own personal opinion. I feel like she was pretty objective in sort of laying out what happened and why these things are related mm -hmm. and why this person felt this way and then did this. You know she what does, I mean? So yeah. it, it, she is a lot more nuanced. She is, you know, definitely than I was expecting. And I think when, while I agree with you that that campaign that again, actually only ran for a few months and all that stuff. Well, I don't think it was, I don't think it was the thing that, you know, got kids, you know, no, I don't no, think no, that no. that, I mean, did it help? I mean, probably not, but I don't think it was the sole cause. I think the cause of kids trying vaping is a confluence of a whole lot of complicated issues. A whole um, lot. But, you know, the point is that that's how everybody sees them right now. And I think that's why she's talking about it. You know, while you, you know, say what you want about what you think should have happened or how you feel about it. The reality is, here's what happened. And right. I felt like that's what she was talking about in that excerpt. We'll have to see if she strays from that. But, mm -hmm. you know, in the it's, rest of the book. I think it's going to be really interesting. I really liked reading this article. Uh, and I I liked seeing, I, like I said, I walked away from it not feeling terrible about this book. And Same. not feeling terrible about this docuseries. And thinking that this might not be just a big vape jewel hit piece. This might actually be like opening up for discussion like right. opening this up for discussion a little bit more than uh, just ragging on vaping so look and my question is is there going to be a section that talks about the rest of the industry that isn't there jewel? has to be right all all of us right there has like, to be i can't imagine you know. that that would not be included in big vape although it is just a book about jewel it's called the incendiary rise of jewel it's not the I mean, it's rise true. vaping or but I mean, she's or... she seems pretty well rounded. Mm -hmm. You would want to talk about the context of Jewel within the larger context of the industry. So I would hope it would be in I there. I would hope that as well. I would I would think that you couldn't write a book about big vape or Jewel but, without right. also including the entire, you know, open container or the little open, vape, little vape, whatever. How about little vape? Little vape. I like it. Little vape. So that's a thing. And we'll have updates, you know, as that uh, kind of unfolds. I don't know, March 25th, I think that book's getting released. So 
next week. Oh, it would be June, right? Or Mar May. Or, uh, sorry, May. Not what March. did I say? March? May? Yeah, you said March. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's not March because it would be out already. <laughs> yeah. May. That's what I meant to say. May. I think it comes out uh, this week or the next. Um, I'm going to have to read it. To I'm the... going to have to read it. I think I wasn't necessarily planning on it, but now I think I might need to. I'm going to have to read it. And I hate reading books and I'm going to oh, have man. to read it. It's just mm -hmm. the worst. I hate reading anyway, but I hate reading books especially. We should make a little book club and hold each other accountable. You yeah, know what I mean? Look. Like every week you have to get to this page. You know what oh, I mean? Like that's tough. So, so we so we get through it, right? It took me like it took me like four months to get through Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It took me a while. And that I'd was the first them, book so. I had read in like since high school. Like that's the first book I've read since like lord of the flies or like the outsiders in high school you know okay okay so it's okay look it's whatever i'll read the big vape book i'll just suck it up and read it or i'll read it and then i'll just give you the yeah you, you can read it is there or if there's an audio uh version of oh, it look i there would be into be. that there i would might be into be. the audio version of it there might um, be did you see this tweet from the ihme this is craziness what everybody's getting upset about this morning that the, one yeah the institute for health metrics and evaluation yes I so did. They, the people who are just like no yeah no okay so no. Let, let me back up there's a research center at university of washington right research center at university of washington called the institute for health metrics and evaluation Fifty-eight thousand followers seems like a very prestigious respected uh you know, organization, maybe? research maybe? center, maybe, I don't know. And then, so they were, they shot out this tweet the other day, US FDA should ban all flavors and nicotine containing products, not just menthol cigarettes, more than eight out of 10 current youth e-cigarette users in the US vape non-tobacco flavors. And this turned into a really long thread of theirs, just one anti-talking point right after the other, just one mm -hmm. after the other, one after the other, all this stuff. And I could see this Twitter thread happening, and I saw like when they started citing campaign for tobacco-free kids, I kind of just went, yeah. oh, I know where your money came from. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that's kind of mm -hmm. just a big red flag when you start citing campaign for tobacco-free kids as a source. Yep. There you go. That's, that's not real science. And so mm -hmm. people started engaging in this thread. Uh, you know, I saw everybody in there. Charles Gardner's in there. Everybody's in there tweeting oh, about everybody. this, tweeting at this at this account. You know, Charles was talking about how he's surprised that this kind of you know that this organization would take this stance and following the science and stuff like that. And so, this is just an example from uh, Incident with a Pigeon 3.8. He says e-cigs are one of the best ways to reduce smoking consumption. Will save millions of lives. You know, our talking points. They aren't a gateway mm -hmm. to tobacco. They're a method for quitting. Their response? No, they're not. Nuh-uh. <laughs> and they did this repeatedly. Repeatedly. Repeatedly, repeatedly. There's like eight different instances of someone of nope. showing them, like, I quit smoking with this, blah, blah, blah. Nope. No. Nope. Wrong. No, they're not. Someone says, these are for quitting smoking. No, they're not. That's the <laughs> academic equivalent of just nuh-uh. Basically, uh -uh. yeah, and I just picture and you like know, covering your ears and yeah, going exactly. Nah. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. It's like uh, I just picture an ostrich, you know, typical ostrich with their head in the sand, 
Yeah. And everybody outside of the hole of the ostrich is just going, look at, would you, would you just look at this ostrich? Would you look at this? And they're just head in the sand going, uh, uh, nah, uh, yeah. Vaping helps smokers quit. Nah, uh, it's very mature, very mature from the Institute for health metrics and evaluation at the Washington university. This is what they're doing on Twitter. Just going, no, they're not. I feel a. I feel sorry for the intern that's running that account because they yeah. don't know what they're doing. And two, that intern is definitely getting fired. There's a job opening, or There's they're getting promoted. Opening. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, their boss is good probably job saying, out there on Twitter. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, good job out there on Twitter. Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. Shocked. I was shocked by those answers. Shocked. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually things like that will give like cookie cutter like. For more information, yeah. please visit this. Or right. here's the research that our research group, you know, something. Right. I've mm-hmm. never, I've never seen a research group make a claim, have people argue that claim, and then the research group in the comments just go, no, nope, nah, nope, ridiculous. That's what this is. What tobacco control has come to. They don't even need to explain it anymore. They can just go, no, no they're nope. not. They aren't a gateway to tobacco. They're a method for quitting. No, they're not. <laughs> okay, what are you, 11? I feel like people no, are like, not. people are like, prove it or, you know, cite your sources. And their response is, it's because I said so. Yeah, because I said so. Because Didn't you see? We cited Matt Myers' campaign for tobacco free kids. That's our evidence. Duh. Oh, shocking. Yeah, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. That's. I feel like they would have just been better off not responding. I know. Than just it, typing it really no, no, yeah. no over and over and over again. Yeah. It's insanity. And it's like, it, you just get so frustrated because I try not to like engage people on Twitter that I know I'm going to end up arguing with because I just don't have the energy for it sometimes. You know, just don't have the mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those times where I could have chimed in and said something and then their response would have just been, nah, uh no. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what does that accomplish? It's accomplishing nothing. You know how frustrating it is to try to explain something to someone and then they're just not listening and they go, no. Yeah, go, I do. Oh, okay, exactly I want to punch you in the face right now like that. It, like, anyway, it's infuriating and I'm glad I didn't sub- comment on that because my response might have been a no and that just would have, you know, yeah. shot yeah. me through the fucking roof. I know. So frustrating. They it is. People can't engage on Twitter or Facebook like you can't, you just get, you just end up getting blocked. I got blocked by uh, Fred. What's his face? Stanton Glantz's friend. Oh, and we were just having a very normal conversation and I was showing him things and he was replying to me and I thought things were going not like I wasn't yelling. Mm-hmm. He wasn't yelling. And then I go back to check on this Twitter thread and it's like, oh no, he blocked you. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. This, I didn't even, this, I know the, it's like some people, and this is, I mean, there's a lot of it in tobacco control. Don't get me wrong, but it's out in the world too. People I feel are allergic to a point of view that is not their own. Yeah. And honestly, like it's, it's kind of pathetic actually. Like you are so pathetic that you can't even tolerate a conversation that has a different viewpoint than your own. Like mm-hmm. nobody's yelling, nobody's being inappropriate, nobody's insulting no. your mom. Like none of that's happening, nope. but you have a zero tolerance policy to viewpoints that are not yours, so you just block. Like mm-hmm. I I don't block. 
I think that's why America is where it is right now. Is because, because of the that, block button. Yeah, because that became a thing. Like, oh, I just don't. Ha- I can opt out. I can mm-hmm. opt out of opt other out people's of lived experiences. <laughs> and I think that that is really messed up. That's a really good way of putting it. I can opt out of listening to people's lived experiences. And I mean, it's like there's a slippery slope there. If you're just blocking people on Twitter instantly in my head, that makes you that makes me think, all right, well, when science comes across your desk that you don't like, what do you do with it? You just go, eh. Yeah, no, no, exactly. No, block that science. Block mm-hmm. it. It's, mm-hmm. It drives me insane. I just thought that was something hilarious I saw on Twitter. Uh, Nick Ryan in with the super chat. What do you have to say, Nick Ryan? After a long battle with my mom over having her switch to vaping and help her quit smoking, I'm proud to announce that she has made the switch with menthol. Menthol vapes. Menthol vapes. Menthol well, vapes. Menthol good job, vapes. mom. We're menthol so proud vapes. of you. So proud of Nick Ryan's mom. Huge shout out. Nick Ryan's mom, you didn't tell us your name, but we're shouting out Nick Ryan's mom. Congratulations on switching to vaping. It's the best decision. If you're a smoker, oh, it's the best decision you could make. Mm-hmm. Best decision you could make. Oh, Fishy. Fishy, what's up, bro? Uh, any chance I could get a shout out to my best friend and all around awesome lady, Gail, of course, AKA sick girl, of course. Today is her birthday. And I just want to try to make a little bit special for her. Fishy, you've come to the right place. You know I love singing happy birthday. Danielle, I won't make you sing happy birthday. You can conduct if you want to. to. I'm going to sing happy birthday. Fishy Webcamp, this is for Gail. You're an awesome lady. Happy birthday from Fishy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Gail. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, you. to you. Skip around the room, Gail. Skip around the room. I'll know if you didn't. Skip around the room. Appreciate that, Fishy. That's very cool of you. Happy birthday, Gail. Now then, would you like to discuss... <laughs> now then, after the... That was important business. And now I guess, yeah, I mean... you know, and now I guess we can talk about Massachusetts. Um, there was a study done on the Massachusetts... Uh, flavored tobacco and e-cig ban recently. They did a study of if Mm -hmm. this ban was effective, Mm -hmm. quite the interesting results. This is something I think we have brought up here on the past. I know I've mentioned Reason Magazine. Reason Magazine did a huge article uh, about this same, basically the same same exact thing. But this is the effects of uh, HB 4196, which I looked up and yeah, it's just the modernizing tobacco control. This was their big uh, post-Ivali scared politician legislation. That's that's the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. Electronic cigarettes or e-cigarettes are devices that deliver nicotine containing aerosol used by blah. There's a whole background on it. Um, They talk about trying to reduce youth e-cigarette use in Massachusetts by imposing a 75% excise tax on nicotine-containing vaping products and ban the sale of all flavored tobacco products, including combustible tobacco, effective June 1st, 2020. Mm -hmm. Ready to see what the results of this really very successful, like, drug war-style legislation was in uh, in Mm -hmm. Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they used uh, purchasing data to look at trends basically of who was buying what where either in the state outside of the state 
the results. The purchasing data indicated that there was no significant decrease in e-cigarette purchases in the greater Boston area convenience market after the tax implementation. However, we found that e-cigarette purchases decreased significantly while cigarette purchases increased after several bans on e-cigarettes and numerous policy statements related to the e-volley outbreak. The survey results suggested that people who smoke cigarettes did not Sorry. I don't like it when people say smoke e-cigarettes. I know. Why do people write that? You don't smoke an e-cigarette. Because they don't. I, I know, but. You don't smoke an e-cigarette. Okay. That's not the hill I'm going to die on. Mm. The survey results suggested that people who use e-cigarettes did not decrease their consumption after the implementation of the tax, but instead obtained e-cigarettes outside of Massachusetts. This is the same thing that happened in San Francisco. When you ban or limit e-cigarettes, people just go out of the state to get it. Mm -hmm. The conclusion, these results suggest that the Massachusetts flavor ban and tax did not reduce e-cigarette consumption in the greater Boston area, and that messaging questioning the safety of e-cigarettes led to an increase in combustible cigarette use. Yeah. This suggests the need for health authorities to reconsider how they communicate the relative risks of smoking and vaping. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And reading this, I was kind of like, yes, yes, I knew that. Yes, of course, that's mm -hmm. what was going to happen. Of course, that's what was going to happen. We tried to warn Massachusetts that this is what would happen, that people would be forced back to combustible cigarettes, that they'd go out of the state to get their vapor products, that there'd be a booming black market. It's like, hi, we told you so, we told you so. Now there's yeah. a study that basically the conclusion just could have said, we told you so. Don't, that's you know, signed what... the vape community. Yeah, Alex <laughs> Alex from Casaw tweeted, like, I didn't want to say it, but we told yeah. you so. And I was yeah. like, yep. Yeah. We told you so. We told you so. Banning or otherwise limiting flavored vaping products in Massachusetts resulted in an increase in combustible combustible cigarette use. So, Charlie Baker, your vape ban was a huge success if all you wanted to do is get people smoking again. Then I mm -hmm. would consider this an astronomical yeah. success. What annoys me even more about this is... Even though that this HB 4196 is clearly a failure, mm -hmm. clearly failed, didn't stop anybody from buying e-cigarettes, just let them go out of the state, combustible cigarettes, sales went back up again. What do you think the odds are of them repealing this and then trying something else? Repealing it? Probably very little. Zero. I mean, I legislation doesn't get repealed super often in my I experience i know it's like it's hard to it's real hard to undo that stuff that's the most infuriating part because this is clearly bad legislation it's bad and it's doing harm to the citizens of massachusetts it's causing people to actively smoke more cigarettes it's putting state revenue into all of the other states as far as e-cigarettes or vaping is concerned. It's clearly bad legislation. But all they're going to do is try to introduce another legislation to correct the bad legislation without recognizing that the bad legislation was bad or repealing it or changing it in any way. They're just going to introduce more legislation that's going to try to correct what they previously had completely fucked up. 
Although we should point that. out, we should point out that representatives in Rhode Island, like we talked about, are trying to pass a bill to, yep, exactly, to undo theirs. So it's not that it's impossible, right? But it is just quite difficult. It's um, difficult. And I, I still think people should push for that and should do it because if they are paying attention to the results, that's what they should do. Um, and you know, all the best wishes to Rhode Island for that to, to happen and to work. And maybe that would be a model for other States if it worked, if it look, if it worked, it it didn't work. I don't know what Massachusetts is going to do. They're just going to continue having this menthol ban, this e-cig flavor ban. And it's just going to continue driving cigarette sales up in the state. I mean, Massachusetts is going to have to see that how this has affected their state, and they're going to have to course correct at some point, right? I don't. Know. I feel I like mean, they have to. I feel like they have I mean, to course correct. When you're talking about zealots, I tweeted about this. When you're talking about zealots, they just double down. Like they can't yeah. admit yeah. that they're wrong yeah. because their their belief is just that it is a belief Mm -hmm. that is based on not necessarily facts, but belief. And therefore they just cling to it. You know what I mean? They'll just double down, bury their heads in the sand because they can't afford to have what they believe, Mm -hmm. you know, disproven. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that that's very different than people who are just looking for the truth. You know what I mean? Because they don't have skin in the game. They just want to know what it is. Mm -hmm. So depends on if we're talking about zealots or not. That's yeah. what I would say. And, and you know, yeah, zealots is a good way to put it. And I think that, I mean, throughout all of this, all of what we read today, ego plays a humongous role in this, like an, an unbelievable, uh, kind of an unbelievable role in this, especially when we start talking about like uh, Japan. I'm sorry, there was a super chat I missed there before I move onward. Dave Lloyd, that's very gracious of you. Uh, keep it up, Nick and Danielle, P.S., Legion Vape sent me. Shout out to Dave Lloyd. Appreciate that very much. We will we will keep it up. And uh, huge shout out to Legion Vapes. In fact, if you guys are in, in Australia or you're an Australian vapor, Legion Vapes stream this coming Sunday, I believe. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's this coming Sunday on the Aussie Vape Show. Uh, it's going to be Legion Vapes. It's going to be Squidly Triss. It's going to be Breeze Tones. And they're having on Colin Mendelson. Mm. who is making like a public appearance for the first time in almost a year. He has just kind of disappeared and I didn't notice it. I didn't even think about it until I started talking to breeze tones and these guys. And I'm like, yeah, Colin hasn't been on Twitter. He hasn't been on any social media. I haven't talked to him in forever, but now he's, he's, he's back for the Aussie vape show. And they're going to be talking about the announcement coming up in Australia uh starting october 1st it's going to be uh prescription only nicotine i believe Mm. in uh in australia which is horrible horrible but colin mendelson will be on to uh to talk about that i'm not you know and i'm not 100 percent sure that's what's coming in australia that's just what i've heard that's unsubstantiated rumors but uh yeah breeze tones okay excellent this sunday Aussie Vape Show, Legion Vapes channel. Go there, do it, watch it. Look, Breeze Tones, I'd love to stay up till 1.30 a.m. again to watch it, but I also like sleeping. That's, uh, I mean, sleeping is it's nice. It's hard to compete with sleep, man. <laughs> real, real hard to compete 
Real hard to complete compete with sleep. So Aussie Vape Show, there you go. Uh, I had a little bit of two more little newsy things here. Uh, Danielle sent this over my way. Kristen Noel Marsh. How do you describe Kristen Noel Marsh? She is the wizard uh, behind Kassau's, uh social media accounts, and she mm. does. She is a huge help um, to Kassau. She's yeah. one of our behind-the-scenes people. You may have interacted with her and not even known it. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. There's a very good chance, and she just got over a thousand followers on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is very, very cool. But she posted this the other day about uh, Ove Ferno. Pharaoh, Ferno, and I didn't know who this guy was, but he apparently invented nicotine gum. Kristen mm-hmm. Marsh. So there's there's a huge uh, interview with this gentleman in the Addiction Journal, uh, Addiction Journal, right? I think it's called the Journal Addiction. I'll Addiction click the link. Journal? Yeah, click the link and see where that takes you. That takes me to. I don't know. Oh, it's where. just called addiction. Yeah, addiction. I think it's the journal, uh, the journal addiction. And it's a long interview with this guy that created uh, nicotine gum. But Kristen kind of boiled it down to like a few, like a few cool things. And I just wanted to share a few of them. Not that nicotine gum is overly interesting or anything, but there are a lot of really interesting parallels between when nicotine gum first came on the market mm-hmm. and when vaping first came on the market. So Kristen says, Ove. Ferno, inventor nicotine gum, created it not as a nicotine addiction therapy, but as a tobacco substitute for oral use. So like a consumer product with suitable doses of nicotine, which would prevent the user from being exposed to the many harmful constituents of tobacco smoke. Holy shit, that sounds like vaping to me. Mm, It does. Sounds exactly like vaping to me. Substitution for cigarettes with reduced harm, preventing many of the harmful constituents from tobacco. Makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. So this had started in the 60s. Kristen says his first idea was to use an aerosol containing nicotine, but it tasted terrible and was too complicated. I mean. He almost invented vaping. He almost invented he vaping. He almost invented vaping in 1969. What kind of different landscape would we be oh, right now man. if we had like commercialized vaping in the 80s? That would that would be crazy. That would be crazy. That would be unbelievable. I really wish he had created the first vaporizer, but he didn't. It was too mm-hmm. complicated. Tasted terrible. Yeah, I could see that tasting terrible. I mean, it says the idea for gum came when submariners who couldn't smoke on their ship found uh, smoke-free tobacco to be an effective substitute. Right? You're on a submarine. Mm-hmm. You can't have a cigarette. You go for the for the smoke-free tobacco. Well, what Mm -hmm. if we could give them something else that also isn't going to crud up their mouths and cause mouth cancer? Uh, Ah, smoke-free tobacco products don't cause mouth cancer. Okay, well, not all smoke-free tobacco products. Doesn't doesn't dip and chew actively cause mouth cancer? I don't think that they're... I know that snus is extremely not cancer-causing. Right. We have a whole section uh, dedicated to Smokeless on the Saw website, if you guys Mm. are interested. They... I don't... I would not, I don't recall that statement being entirely accurate. They are all harm reduction. There are a couple types. The um, dry snuff, if I am not mistaken, right. that is, uh, tends to be popular in like uh, certain parts of the world. That stuff can be quite dangerous. I think you typically inhale it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like snort it. That's, that is proven to be harmful. Um, I think that snus is probably the most best, but I don't, 
I don't think it's entirely accurate to say, you I, know, I th- it okay. causes smoke-free cancer. tobacco. Yeah, you can't say smoke-free tobacco causes cancer, but there is some smoke-free tobacco that will definitely cause you cancer. Like if you're dipping skull every day. I don't know the answer to that. I don't oh, know enough definitely. about the products, but uh, I know that there's been a lot of misinformation yeah, about this. There has. I know there definitely has been. And I know for sure that snus is absolutely harm reduction because it's pasteurized. The tobacco is pasteurized and you're supposed to chill it. You're supposed to keep it chilled in your refrigerator. That keeps the uh, tobacco-specific nitrosamines to a minimum, things that alter your DNA. But I think that chewing tobacco like Skoll or uh, I don't even know any other brands of chewing tobacco. Don't know Let's any look. other brands of chewing tobacco. Let me look at the... Uh smokeless section and the only reason i say that is because uh matt cully got mouth cancer on his lip from his cigarette just touching his lip he got lip Mm -hmm. cancer there and so i'm thinking okay well if you take chewing tobacco like skull and you're jamming it in your lip it's definitely going to cause lip mouth lung lung mouth cancer throat cancer I don't know that that's, let's see, the prevalence of diseases like oral cancer, heart disease, and dental issues among people who use it and who do not smoke. Let's see. I I don't think there's as much of that as you think, even for um, chewing tobacco or dip. A mm. lot of that is, if you recall, there's a lot of, um, like, uh, Tobacco Control has used examples of, like, famous... Um, baseball players for example mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. athletes who used chew or dip and then got like crazy mouth cancer actually the reality is there that you are at much higher risk for those types of cancers due to like heavy drinking or sexually transmitted diseases which oh, really very famous baseball players have been also that those ones in particular that they use an example were very heavy drinkers and i think may have been a little <clears throat> Interesting. All right. You know. Well, shit, I'm going to have to do some research into this. I think you I, should I do some been, more research. I've been operating under the under the assumption, I guess, that they're, they're chewing tobacco like skull and things you can get in convenience stores outside of snus do definitely cause mouth, throat, head, neck cancer. I don't necessarily think that that's the only thing that we warn about this on the Casaw really page. We're taking a is, turn here. Uh, dry snuff, which is like Southeast Asia and India, that is dangerous. It can be very dangerous and is uh, significantly increased risk of mouth and throat cancer compared to other forms. I think that snus is definitely the best, uh, but I don't think that I'll, I'll ask around some more, but I think you should look into that because there's a lot of misinformation about dip and chew as well. I think yeah. we're talking about it like a spectrum, right? So Absolutely. obviously, you know, spectrum like, of harm. I would say think about like heated tobacco products and vaping, perhaps the same way as like, you know, chew versus snooze. Like one's a little bit up potentially on the scale, but I don't think it's accurate to say any of those products cause cancer. I don't I don't think that that is accurate from what I understand. And really even right now, even with DuckDuckGo installed, I have a hard time finding like actual anything that I trust to tell me that chewing tobacco can or cannot does or does not lead to cancer because you can find like it's the same thing with vaping. You can find doctors that go, "Oh, nope, vaping is harm reduction." No carcinogens, no tar, no none of that. And then you'll find doctors mm-hmm. who go, no, no, tobacco use is very bad. It can lead to this X, Y, Z, this, that, and the other. 
You find the right. same thing for chewing tobacco and mouth and throat cancers. You have doctors saying, yes, of course, chewing tobacco causes mouth cancer when you chew it and cancer in the rest of your respiratory tract. And then there's other doctors who go, no, 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 it's not like what you think it is. Right. And yeah, what you have to understand about tobacco control is, you know, they're, this is like a dogma for them. This is like a religion. And so they cannot possibly, it does not fit into their reality for any form of tobacco, smokeless or otherwise, right. to be not dangerous or even to be less harmful. They cannot admit any of that. They put all tobacco and vape right. into one box and say, this will kill you. That's the, the end. Yeah. Tobacco, there is no bad. room. Right. There's no room for them. I, we should, you know, what we should do is we should have Alex back on the show to talk about Let's smokeless because I think, I think there's a lot, you may have been brainwashed by tobacco control more than you I even realize about some of the smokeless products. I, look, I'm a high level susceptible person. I fall for things. Uh, you can take advantage of me real easy. I'll just believe whatever you say. I'm that I'm I'm that guy. So this is why I thought from all my life that menthol cigarettes caused menthol crystals to build up in your lungs, even though that's never happened. Right. It's still like a belief, like that thing that I had. I'm I'm uh, apparently I'm easily susceptible. Yes, I think we should dig into this. I would be yeah. really interested to know. Let's, Let's have a show to topic about Let's set up a show topic about smokeless, and then we'll uh, where did I leave off? That's right. That's right. We were talking about the Submariners. This is the really the one I wanted to get to, though. Point number eight that Kristen Nolmarsh makes from this nicotine tobacco or the nicotine gum guy. Tobacco control organizations overemphasize the risk of non-smokers, including children, becoming addicted to the gum, coming addicted to nicotine from the gum. That sounds super hyper familiar to something that has happened much more recently, and that is that tobacco control over organizations are overemphasizing the risk to non-smokers, including children, becoming addicted to nicotine from vaping. The argument se seems to have not changed uh, in any capacity. Nope. During the late 1970s, though, particularly after publications from Michael Russell and his group, this actually all changed and it got classified as a drug and Michael Russell, he has that famous quote uh, about talking about, uh, you know, smokers smoke for the nicotine, but die from the tar. Mm -hmm. He was like a harm reduction guy trying to put out there that nicotine uh, isn't the actual villain that people think it is. I think it's hilarious that in the seventies, the tobacco controllers were yelling about non-smokers and youths getting addicted to nicotine through gum trying to create a moral panic around mm -hmm. a harm reduction product like nicotine gum. And then you can fast forward a few years and it's like, oh, well, nicotine gum, it's an NRT. You know, you smoke, you should, you should use it. Use the gum, get the gum. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just available over the counter now. But once pharma got a hold of it, right? Once pharma got a hold of it. But in the 70s, yeah. it was like, oh my God, moral panic. All these children yep. are going to start chewing nicotine gum and be addicted to nicotine gum for the rest of their lives. Oh my God. Yeah, basically. Basically. Sounds familiar is all I'm saying. People talk about people. This is the kills me. People talk about the big tobacco playbook all the time. Like, oh, that's a page right out of big tobacco's playbook. Right. There is a tobacco control playbook. There is a tobacco control playbook oh, and yeah. everybody's using it. Oh, yeah. And th theirs is like <laughs> the most unoriginal. 
ever ever like, big tobacco i feel is like at least pivot sometimes like they try to be a little creative no tobacco control has one toolbox with like three tools in it and that's yep. all they will ever that's use it. yep it's three hammers and everything looks like a nail and you just get hit on the head constantly uh it's it's uh it's insane it's ridiculous okay last thing here in the newsy bits before we start going start talking about uh teenagers doing things they shouldn't um, why Japan's huge drop in smoking is a story that prohibitionists are ignoring. This is a spectacular article from uh, the one and only Alex Norcia, who, you know, it's no big deal. We, I, got to I got to interview him for a podcast. I'll put a link below to that if you wanted to listen to it. But uh, Alex Norcia is great, really smart dude, really great journalist, really great writer. He's writing for Filter Magazine. Japan's huge drop in smoking is a story prohibitionists ignore. Which prohibitionists, though? Mike Bloomberg? So he starts off here and he says, Nowhere on earth has cigarette consumption dropped as rapidly as it has in Japan over the last few years. Just look at the numbers. The first quarter of 2021, January, February, and March of this year, domestic cigarette sales in Japan totaled about 25 billion sticks. In 2016, that same period saw around... 43.6 billion domestic cigarette sales in the country. There has been close to a 43% decline in cigarette smoking in Japan in half a decade. That is, that is unbelievable That's to me. like unprecedented, that I is, think. Yeah, that, that is absolutely, absolutely unprecedented. And the reason why? Psychos, man. They love those heat not burn tobacco products in Japan. Mm -hmm. Same as South Korea, both Japan and South Korea introduced this product into the, whatever the market with mm -hmm. no like advertising. It's mostly illegal there. It's, I mean, it's not, we'll get there in a second, but it's just like word of mouth between smokers, lowest, you know, astronomical drops in smoking uh, astronomical smoking uh, in Japan. I mean, that's, I don't know. It's kind of incredible to me. He, he goes on to say, uh, critics of uh, mainstream tobacco control, which tends to favor prohibition-centered measures on lower-risk products, point to Japan as a potential model for nations around the world, and that despite the Japanese example being flawed and somewhat limited, heated tobacco products may be ubiquitous, but vaping products are effectively outlawed. I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. Outlawed in Japan. Yeah. Unlike the United States, Japan is party to the World Health Organization's Framework Convention on Tobacco Control. Though the World Health Organization includes harm reduction strategies in its definition of tobacco control, it has not yet definitively embraced vaping or the use of heated tobacco products. And that is one of the things that really hyper upsets me about the World Health Organization is they claim harm reduction. Oh, harm reduction. Of course, harm reduction. We do harm reduction. And it's like, no, wait, no you harm don't. Reduction really? For Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. Harm reduction for smokers. Get real. Who cares about smokers? Mm -hmm. Other smokers. Yeah, but vaping, vaping is illegal there from what I, I think that happened kind yeah. of a while ago. But heated tobacco products have been sure. doing iCoast. I believe iCoast used Japan as uh, a lot of their 
uh, like test market data for their PMTA for the uh -huh. FDA, if I'm not mistaken. I remember hearing that. Yep, you are not mistaken. That's exactly what they did. And yeah, nicotine vaping is straight up prohibited in Japan. But heated tobacco products kind of fall into this, well, it's tobacco, so they're going to use it, but it's not, we're, they're not, it's not limited. It's not, uh, you know, over-regulated or anything like that. And it's not, it's just because I don't, I think Japan hasn't got there yet. They haven't regulated it yet, I think. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure of the politics in Japan. I will sure. be the first to say I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. Um, Charles Gardner goes on to say, there can be no question Heated tobacco products have caused cigarette sales to plummet in Japan. Dr. Charles A. Gardner, the executive director of INCO, a global nonprofit that supports the rights and well-being of adults who use safer nicotine, told Filter, in all of human history, smoking has never dropped that fast, and it's very odd that the tobacco control community is not more interested in finding out why. Hmm, man, that is so odd. Why Isn't they, it odd? Why would they not want to know? Why would they not want to know? Oh, I know why they don't want to know, because that would go against literally everything, like Danielle said, they believe. Yeah, their religion of tobacco it control. It goes against everything they believe. The model that is being used by the anti-tobacco people globally with dollops of money from Bloomberg is the U.S. approach. David Sweener, tobacco industry expert and chair of the advisory board for the Center of Health, Law, Policy, and Ethics at the University of Ottawa, told Filter. This information from Japan is totally available. It looks far more like religious belief. It's not just that people aren't looking at it. They refuse to look at it and refuse to discuss it. All Japan has done, really, is not obstruct the efforts for this single category, and we still have the most rapid decline. What we we still have the most rapid decline in cigarette sales that we've ever seen. That raises the question: What could we accomplish? Smoke-free world. That's what we could accomplish. Smoke-free world. Heated tobacco products accidentally drove down the smoking rates in Japan. To, to, to plummet levels, just to nothing levels, accidentally. Yeah, now just because the Japanese government didn't restrict it. Right, just because the Japanese, yeah, that's the one thing they didn't do. is They didn't even promote it. This one, yeah, not promoting yeah. it, not restricting it. All they did was leave it alone. Boosh, smoking rates plummet. Now, imagine a world where they're promoting this to smokers. Imagine a world where they're promoting heated tobacco products promoting vaping products, promoting harm reduction, how quickly would smoking rates drop globally? Probably in half of what you're, half the time that you're saying in Japan. Yeah, right? half the time, easily. And that's, that's the problem for tobacco control, right? Because if they do that, and then we see these declines that they told us for years and years and years were impossible, right. that would mean that all these years they were just wrong. Yep. They were just wrong, wrong and they were ineffective and they couldn't figure out, even though they're experts, they couldn't figure out the best way to do it. And they can't afford to admit that, that they nope. were wrong and that they didn't know the best way and that yeah, they screwed it up this whole funding, time yeah. and that we could have dropped it way faster and way easier. Yeah. They can't afford that. They can't afford that. And that's why they're not interested in why Japan has lowered their smoking rates astronomically. They do not care. 
they want their I'm surprised the World Health Organization is even allowing Japan to have heat not burn products. I'm shocked by that that they haven't moved quickly. I mean, Japan is already part of the global whatever mm -hmm. tobacco framework control from uh, the World Health Organization. Seems weird that they're letting heat not burn products just stay on the market. Well, I mean, I don't think they they could pressure the Japanese government to do something about it, sure. but I don't think they could actually like do anything themselves. And my guess is they there probably was or is pressure. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, again, I don't know the Japanese politics, so I don't know that intimately enough. Right, but right. for whatever reason, they just left it alone. And uh, whoo! Thank yes. God they did. And I mm -hmm. love like little experiments like this, like. Japan, South Korea, great experiments in harm reduction. But in the U.S., we're going to have some, some, some experiments as far as harm reduction goes. I mean, talking about uh, Florida, right? Florida, no flavor ban, no, no limiting on vapor products. I think we're going to see smoking rates in Florida drop lower than any other state in the nation. I think the states that haven't restricted vaping are going to continue to see smoking rates drop. And I think the states that are restricting vaping, like California, Washington, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, I think we're just going to see smoking rates continue to go up. I mean, I would I would agree with that. I think there's a chance, though, that Florida, you know, we might not see as much progress there as we want because there is still a national campaign of propaganda that yes. they still receive telling yeah. them that vaping is going to kill them. So in the absence of that, I would say, I think you're hundred percent correct, but there's so much media and political pressure mm -hmm. telling mm -hmm. people, you know, giving them misinformation. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mm -hmm. don't know. And look, yeah, that could be a thing. DeSantis, just look, DeSantis, stay strong on vaping, stay strong on vaping. Don't let Campaign for Tobacco for Kids bully you around and push you around, Ron DeSantis. Stay strong. Stay firm on vaping. Keep vaping safe, legal, and accessible. So, okay, yeah, that's a thing. Japan, just crazy low smoking rates. There was one thing I missed before we get into the main thing about teens. I wanted to mention Arizona. Yeah, support sensible licensing this could be really really good for arizona dude hb 2682 mm -hmm. this is something that we've seen happen in a few different states now when were where was this going on minnesota colorado uh, they were trying to do this i think loveland colorado they were trying to do you this. probably remember better than i do to be honest with you HB, but yeah it's uh, not yeah there's a little a tiny trend of it happening there's a tiny trend of it happening enough of a tiny trend to make me go Whoa! Why? 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 Why is this tiny trend happening? What? What is this? What's happening? Because we've discussed this already on TBN. The libertarian in me doesn't like this. The vapor in me very, very much likes this, and that's right. what I'm at odds with in my head. But the idea mm -hmm. is HB 2682 would implement a reasonable licensing scheme for vapor businesses in Arizona. The new regulations would formalize annual inspections and compliance checks for vape shops and tobacco retailers to establish penalties for breaking the law. Sure. Holy shit. Don't sell to kids. Don't yep. sell to kids. Don't break the law. You won't get in trouble. Holy shit. Right. This bill would also make certain decisions about nicotine regulations, such as sales restrictions, taxation, and where products can be consumed to a state level matter. Right. I'll put a link right. in the description to this call to action. Everybody should do it, regardless of how you feel about uh, centralized power. I'm I'm firmly against it, but uh, it's whatever. I'm torn. 
the libertarian in me is torn with the vapor in me, but ultimately we definitely should be supporting HB 2682. It's only going to be good for uh, for local communities because what it does, and I think we talked about this last time, is what this right. does is it keeps Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids and like the American Cancer Society's Cancer Action Network, mm-hmm. it keeps those orgs from going into really small districts and municipalities and passing quick and easy flavor bans and then racking up those flavor bans in different counties across the state and then going to the right. state and saying, hey, look how successful all these flavor bans have been in your state. Why don't we do this at a state level? This right. kind of stops that dead in its tracks, which I like. Right. Yes. That's the part of this I really, really enjoy. The other part of it I don't enjoy so much, but it's really he- neither here nor there. I mean, it's consolidation of power, which is bad. So uh, I just wanted to throw that out there to everybody in Arizona. If you're in Arizona, boosh, do it. Do the call to action. It's a quick and easy call to action, and it'll be linked down in the description below. So should we do ma- I just I just wanted to hear the newsy things uh, bumper again. I don't know. I just wanted to. Let's do. Uh, you want to do the main thing? I think we could do it real quick. Let's I promised somebody quick. in chat we would. So whoever you are in chat, I'm, I'm following through, man. Let's do the main thing. Oh, no, I meant main the state, not main the main thing. Oh. Okay, let's do the, <laughs> let's do the main. M-A-I-N-E, not M-A-I-N. You can see how it's confusing, though, when we have I a could, segment called the I, main thing. I can the absolutely. Main, the main. The main flavor band. I didn't hear the E on the end of when you pronounced it, so I was just. I mean, it is me. silent. Main, it is silent. The main, main flavor no, band. I've, yeah, yeah, no. Take it away, Just Danielle Jones. Real fast, there is a Casaw call to action um, for LD1550, which would ban the sale of vapor and tobacco products and flavors other than tobacco. That includes mint, menthol, and wintergreen. Um, mm. And this is for the state of Maine. Mm. Um, the latest update that I see on the website is that it is moving out of committee and heading to a vote by the full House of Representatives. Uh, it says timing of the vote is not published, so please take this time to contact your representatives. So if you live in the state of Maine, if you have family in Maine, if you know somebody in Maine, please send this to them and have them contact their house reps because this it will be getting voted on in the ha- the state house um, pretty soon. That's LD1550. It is a flavor ban uh, for vapor and tobacco, again, that includes mint menthol and wintergreen. Maine. How was that? That was really good. Yeah, really good call to action. We'll post a link. We'll throw it in the chat. I'll throw it in the description down below. I also missed two super chats before we get to the other main thing. (gasps) Uh, Truck and Dolphin. Truck Dolphin. Tuck Dolphin? Tuck Dolphin. What up, Tuck Dolphin? Uh, Possible good news for Arizona. HB 2682. Yeah, absolutely. That super chat should have been my reminder to talk about Arizona, but it didn't quite happen. I appreciate that, Tuck Dolphin. And yeah. HB 2682 for Arizona could be very, very good. And there was one from New Wave Dave as well in there. I think I saw a super chat from New Wave Dave. Here he is. Merchants of Death. You should try Chuli's gum. (laughs) 
Have you seen Clerks? Have you seen the movie Clerks, Danielle? We talked about I this have, later. I have, but it's been opinions. a really long time. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's a joke from the old uh, the old Clerks movie. Oh, okay. I don't know it well enough to know quotes, but. Yeah. That's fine. Let's, uh, okay, I don't think there were any more Super Chats. I think I got all of them. Dave. Okay. Oh, Jay. Jay. I'm sorry, Jay. Uh, as someone who lives in Massachusetts and worked in a New Hampshire vape shop, this was a fun time. Yeah. I had people driving from Rhode Island and the Cape up to North, uh, New Hampshire to stock up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. What an, what an interesting position to be in during this time, like working in a vape shop in a surrounding state to Massachusetts while they're passing this and just seeing right. your like revenue go straight up where people are coming into your state to stock up. Mm -hmm. That's spectacular. I appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that, Jay. And then I got to Tuck and then I got to New Wave Dave. Okay. I just, you know, I don't, I don't like to forget Super Chats. Now oh. it's the main thing. The yeah, it's the main thing. So like the thumbnail says, is vaping helping teens? I just want to go on record right now and say I will follow I follow the law. I don't think anybody under 21 should be smoking or vaping. I follow the law. I'm a law-abiding citizen. We have tobacco 21 in this country. That's just the reality. If you're under 21, you shouldn't be smoking. You shouldn't be vaping. You shouldn't be drinking. You shouldn't be doing a lot of the stuff that adults can only do. If you're under that age, it's illegal for you. It's just as illegal to vape as it is to smoke, as it is to, to but drink alcohol. The same level of yep. illegalness. It's all illegal yep. for teens. All illegal for We are not promoting... Teen no, use, of course not, or underage use of never. illegal products. No, as a disclaimer, not. to start this episode off, I would never, never condone the use of vapor products for anybody under the age of of eighteen, of under age of twenty one. I guess now, yeah, would never. Is, however, however, is the answer to the question is vaping helping teens. It, if you mean not addicting them to nicotine, then no. Vaping is not helping teens. If you mean keeping them from the death and disease of combustible cigarettes and a lifetime of cigarette smoking, yeah. Vaping looks is helping like teens. Science it looks like science is saying. The science yes. shows, yeah, that uh, vaping could be helping teens. So we're going to dive into this. Now, this is a study that was done really recently. And what's mm -hmm. great about this study is we're going to read some of it, try to decipher it. But additionally, the author of this study herself wrote a tweet thread about mm -hmm. this study and sort of broke it out a little bit into a little bit more digestible pieces. So we're going to take a look at that. Additionally, Alex Norcia, he wrote a piece about this same exact study for Filter Magazine. So we're going to mention that as well. Now, this is one of those things that has been in the back of my head for years and years and years. And it's this idea that smoking replaces or vaping replaces smoking. Vaping actively replaces smoking for adult smokers. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't vaping replace smoking for underage people as well? The, the technology and the nicotine don't understand age limits. So if mm -hmm. there's an underage smoker who would benefit from vaping, 
that underage smoker would benefit from vaping. This is real, real interesting. High school seniors who used e-cigarettes may have otherwise been cigarette smokers. Evidence from Monitoring the Future, 2009 to 2018. Uh, so can you, what, Monitoring the Future, this is, mm -hmm. it's a survey similar to the National Youth Tobacco Survey? Correct, yes. Can you... uh, they ask about a lot more things than tobacco, as okay. I recall. And if I'm not mistaken, I think monitoring the future is done either every year or every two years. I can't I feel like it might be every two years, but don't quote me on that. Um, okay. But it does, uh, to my knowledge, it does. It asks about tobacco and vaping and things, but I believe it also asks about drug use uh, and other things. Mm. But it is a, a similar type, right. wherein it is trying to track the behavior of young people. Right, Pot potentially risky behavior right. uh, uh, for 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 young people. So this study mm -hmm. introduction starts off and it says. So this is interesting. Studies have indicated that youth who use e-cigarettes are more likely to progress to cigarette smoking. Now, here's the thing. This study kind of takes a jab at the gateway theory pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It also kind of takes a jab at the whole addicting a whole new generation of nicotine users. Kind of takes a jab at that as well. Studies have indicated that youth who use e-cigarettes are more likely to progress to cigarette smoking. However, the likelihood that these youth would have used tobacco products in the pre-vaping era is unclear. This study sought to determine whether youths who used e-cigarettes between 2014 and 2018 would likely have been smokers in the period preceding e-cigarette availability. It's kind of a weird concept to wrap your head around. But the idea is when you see all these youth smokers now, would those, or sorry, youth vapors now, right. Right. would those youth vapors have been smokers in the absence of electronic cigarettes? Right, if vaping hadn't existed, if would vaping, they just be smoking? Right. If vaping hadn't existed, would would these people still be smoking? And so this is kind of the, the question that Natasha A. Sokol set out to uh set out to study and uh yep. observe so th they list off all their methods it's a lot of sciencey methods and i'm not a sciencey guy i mean you can kind of understand some of this they used analyzing the monitoring the future survey data so cdc data for 12th graders between 2009 and 2018 it's like okay they forecasted models or they forecasted the prevalence of smoking and you go okay and then they incorporated socio-demographic uh, data family data alcohol school related variables um, mm -hmm. and so they had models and forecasts and models of the smoking prevalence and mm -hmm. where smoking prevalence would have gone in the absence mm -hmm. of vaping and where smoking right. prevalence ended up with the introduction right. of vaping correct Whew. It's a lot to try to decipher weird studies. And there's still even some words in here where I go, nope, I don't, I don't understand that word. I'm never going to understand that particular word. <laughs> I did a graph on this a while ago that showed kind of the similar thing. Like if you look yeah, I was at looking the trend. For that. Oh, yeah. If you look historically at the trend of the, you know, cigarette smoking in youth has been declining over the years, albeit slowly. But if you look at that, you can graph that data out, right? And then you can come up, you can forecast based on maths, 
where it's probably follow that trend mathematically, right? Right, right. So if it's going like this, you know, then you can you can say, okay, well, that's that's what we're doing. But then when, you know, vaping comes on the market, what you actually see is instead of following that trend in decline, it actually declines way faster. Yeah, it's like, like a, the, the it's real aggressive. line. It's aggressive. Right, it's very aggressive, which nobody would have, nobody predicted that that right. was something that was going to happen. And the idea being that, vaping was you know the catalyst that caused that to happen so that's what they're looking at they're saying like well based on historical information this is what smoking should have done but you know and that now can yeah right right that yes sorry no no no. that's really very good i wanted to squeak in a quick super chat from andy ackerman very gracious of you uh 100 vape free now but i'm still with you bud keep up the good work andy thank you i really appreciate that Running a vape YouTube is a weird thing, man, because I always just assume that all of my subscribers are just going to be temporary visitors. You know, it's like, oh, you're a smoker? Here, I'll show you how to vape. Oh, okay, bye. Oh, you're a smoker? Right. Come here, I'll show you how to vape. Oh, okay, bye. Oh, you're right. a smoker? Here, I'll show you how to vape. Oh, okay, bye. Like, that's how it's felt, like just this revolving door. So occasionally yeah. when I get messages or super chats or DMs from people who are like, I've been watching you for years. I don't even vape anymore. I still watch your videos. Thank you. Keep up the good work. I'm like, yes. Thank you. I, I kept one. Kept one. Appreciate You're like that. the little uh, kindergarten teacher that sees their like student who is in high school. You're like, oh, yes, exactly. I'm like, oh, thank you. Congratulations. Smoke free. That's fantastic. Anyway, thank you very much, Andy. Uh, I very, very much appreciate that. So, yes, that's the essence of what we're going. Would would these youths have been smoking otherwise? Until 2000. So the results. Here's the results. Until 2014, observed smoking prevalence mirrored forecasted prevalence. So that means that the data that they used from this survey and their forecast matched. Right. Matched. Matched. Afterward, forecasted rates were consistently overestimated prevalence. So post-e-cigs, mm -hmm. their forecast model overestimated the prevalence of smoking. Among non-smoking youth, e-cigarette use was the lowest among those with lowest predicted probability of cigarette smoking and highest among those with the highest probability of cigarette smoking. This is presenting the idea that seems a little bit radical at first until you really think about it. The idea that some kids are just predisposed to smoke cigarettes. They're, right. they, they maybe have different riskier tendencies they might think a little bit differently they might be more adventurous or willing to take those risks there's kids youths who are predisposed, predisposed. to smoke cigarettes predisposed to smoke cigarettes based on again nuance like multitude of, of different factors, factors. Yeah. multitudes of different factors multitudes right. of different factors but the discussion around this is youth e-cigarette use has increased rapidly with high prevalence among non-smoking youths however the decline in current smoking among 12th graders has accelerated since e-cigarettes have become available yeah e-cigarette use is largely concentrated among youths who share characteristics with smokers of the pre-vaping era suggesting e-cigarettes may have replaced cigarette smoking. This is, a, this is a thought that I've had for years. It's nice to see it in a science paper where someone goes, oh, 
These youths who are vaping have the same characteristics as smokers of the pre-vaping era, suggesting that e-cigarettes may have replaced cigarette smoking. It's right. Just, it's just nice to see it there in a real mm-hmm. sciencey way. Mm-hmm. Vaping is largely concentrated among non-smoking youth who would likely have smoked prior to the introduction of e-cigarettes. And the introduction of e-cigarettes has coincided with an acceleration in the decline of youth smoking rates. E-cigarettes may be an important tool for population-level harm reduction, even considering their impact on youth. I would even go so far as to say, especially considering their impact on youth. We have millions less youth smokers now. This is a net benefit to public health that people in tobacco control with egos and their weird religious fruitcake thing with tobacco control Mm -hmm. can't see they can't see it. They can't celebrate it. They can't, they can't do anything. It has to go completely ignored. All of this gets ignored. All you hear mm-hmm. is about youth vaping, never youth smoking rates. Smoking, Danielle, will you fact check this for me? Smoking mm-hmm. still causes lung cancer, emphysema, COPD, all the bad things, yes. real bad yes. things. It absolutely, yes, right. increases your risk greatly, greatly, greatly. Greatly, greatly. Uh, yeah, and, and there's also... Uh, of that that five year study showing that smokers with COPD who switched to vaping uh, had their COPD symptoms ameliorated and the, yes. those benefits lasted long term. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. So we're considering mm-hmm. the impact on youth, the, the this health impact of uh, just being upset at dependency, just just because. It's right. And that's the right? problem, right? The problem is that they're getting, it's now not becoming about death and disease about smoking. It's becoming about this idea that, and I'm going to use their words, not what I would use. Nicotine addiction oh, is the new problem yeah. when nicotine addiction doesn't kill people. If you use safer nicotine products, right? That right. in and of itself. And what I would prefer to call a dependence on nicotine is not inherently harmful on its own. What is what can be harmful and what is most often harmful is the delivery device. If it yes. is a combustible cigarette product, yes. there is significantly more harm than let's say nicotine gum even, yeah. for example, right? Yeah. Like there are safer and not safe ways to consume nicotine. But, you know, they're not really they don't want to hear that anymore. Now it's just all about no. addiction. Yep. And the it's kids all about getting addiction. addiction. Yeah. We have to prevent that. And they're not stopping to celebrate the fact that now you're pre- preventing them from getting smoking related diseases. Like right. where are we excited about that? What nope. happened to that? Yeah. Little little uh your little precious little angel who would never do anything wrong, Aaron Mills, is now not going to smoke cigarettes, combustible cigarettes that cause emphysema, emphysema, COPD, heart disease, stroke, lung cancer, mouth cancer, throat cancer. None of that. But they move the goalposts, and now it's all about addiction. Now it's all about nicotine addiction. It's not about the harm anymore. And you can't I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm I barely graduated high school. I don't think you can use the term addiction when you're talking about nicotine divorced from tobacco. I personally don't believe you can either. I don't think because you can. nicotine, first off, it's not a med- or addiction rather is not a medical term, nope. right? It doesn't have a definitive medical uh, definition. It is a very casually tossed around word that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But addiction 
implies that somebody keeps doing a particular behavior regardless and despite the fact that there are very serious negative consequences yes. to them yes. even though and they choose to keep doing it anyway yes. that's what addiction usually is defined as yes. using vaping where's the negative i'm not you know i'm not uh spending all my money on you know my vape to the point where I'm, you know, going broke or can't afford my house payments. I am right. not, you know, like something with might you say a gambling addiction, for example, sure, right? Sure, that causes yeah. harm causes financially. Coffee or right? Coffee's it's it's coffee that kind. Is a detriment yeah. to your bank account. Coffee is a detriment to your health. I've worked at Starbucks. I know how many calories a venti mocha frappuccino has, and it's a lot. And if you're eating, if you're drinking that every day, that is an addiction. You're addicted to it and it's actively harming you. The amount of sugar and fat you're getting from a venti Starbucks Frappuccino is never drink those beverages. Just don't. <laughs> they are terrible for you. There's nothing <laughs> redeeming about them. Nothing. They taste That's good, an addiction. Though. They do. They taste delicious. And look, I'm a free American, so drink up. You can drink. Yep. In America, you can have a venti caramel Frappuccino for every meal. And no one can say anything about it. I mean, your family could go, what, you know, what the fuck? What like you your doing? wife would go, what, what, like, what the fuck is this Starbucks thing, right? But in a, in a very real freedom sense of the word, you can do that. Mm -hmm. You can. And it's real bad for you, but you can't vape nicotine. And I keep looking at this, like, I keep making the coffee comparison because caffeine and nicotine are so similar. They but are. Imagine a world where like it was reversed and they smoked coffee to get the caffeine from it. You know, it was right. combustion or something. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. fast forward a few years later and someone goes, oh, no, no way. I found this new way to get our caffeine. We can brew the beans instead of smoking yeah, them. Make and a then tea, basically. We can just drink the caffeine. And that would be like everybody in coffee control going, no, 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 no. Still bad. Nope. Still, still, still caffeine. Still yeah. caffeine. If you're going to get your caffeine, you get it from the combustion, and that's it. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. But the study's really, really good. And uh, I want to look over here now to the Twitter thread from the creator of it, Natasha. I can't pronounce her last name, and I'm tired of trying. Sokol. Natasha Sokol and she kind of goes through in her Twitter some of the same points that we did. She says, our article uh, trying to dig up the counterfactual and youth e-cig use in the U.S. came out today. She says it adds to the growing body of literature supporting the role of e-cigs in population-level harm reduction, not in spite of, but even considering their impact on youth. Yeah, absolutely. She goes through the methodology. She goes through the findings. She goes through, uh, where was this one? Our conclusion, it's the same conclusion. If e-cigs had not been available, hang on, let me get this out of the way. If e-cigs had not been available, 12th graders who used them would have likely been other, otherwise been cigarette smokers. And the ongoing decline in smoking prevalence hastened with the introduction of e-cigarettes. How many different ways can you say that youth vapors were youth smokers and that <laughs> and that youth smoking has plummeted because of vaping. Right. This it's is going to be this is going to be the hardest bridge to navigate ever in the history of ever in the history of everything trying to convince people that vaping might 
be helping the health of the young people that would have otherwise been cigarette smokers. Right. The problem with tobacco control is they just sit there and go, well, no one should do any of it. Exactly, exactly. Sure, yes. In a utopian perfect world, perhaps, maybe. I mean, I still like it, but whatever. I don't want to live in that utopian world where nobody smokes or nobody vapes or nobody drinks. How boring would that be? And the reality is- Boring. Some of them are gonna, right? Some of them are gonna. You just mm-hmm. you, tobacco control. You need to accept that some of them are gonna. And if right. we give them a, pro, you know, or if they, I'm not saying we give them, if they use a product that is significantly less harmful and therefore they never smoke, isn't that still good? Yes. I mean, that's isn't that yes. better than it's if better. they were to smoke? Yes. Let me put it that way. The the. The reasonable position to take is yes, it's better. The 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 tobacco control stance to take is it's no different. That's what you'll hear from tobacco control. No different. You're still addicted, still addicted to nicotine. That is so ridiculously screwed up. I can't even. Yeah. It is different. It is very different. One of them has tons of diseases associated with it, and one of them doesn't have any. Yeah, multitude. Yeah, established empirical science about what cigarette smoke does to your body. I mean, this has been so established it's goofy and i mean people have been humans have been smoking ingesting otherwise consuming nicotine and tobacco for hundreds of years since the dawn of man we've been smoking tobacco right what and now in 2021 that we have all this advancements in knowledge advancements in science huge advancements in technology we've now created a practically benign way to get your nicotine so you don't have to get it through any harmful manner and it's being scrutinized more than combustion basically at this point that is crazy to me that is crazy to me and look society and politics you know society and politicians they just move so slow Even just looking at that last study that we did where it's like, yeah, I could have guessed that e-cigarettes were replacing cigarettes for teenagers two years ago, three years ago. Oh, I did. I made graphs about it. And I had, you know. You made graphs about it. And then years later, we finally get this study that shows us what, like, we've already moved on past that. We're like, yeah, I know. Finally. Yeah, Told you so. Yeah, told you so. Told you so. Finally, you got there. But by the time it becomes like, a, a news thing in the news cycle, we're already over it. We already, well, it's like, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I already duh. knew that. Yeah. Duh. I mean, yeah, duh. I already knew that. Thankfully, the prolific Alex Norcia also wrote about this for filter magazine, where he says a new study suggests that teens who vape would probably be smoking cigarettes. Instead, if vapes never became available, uh, it talks about, uh, they were questioning the so-called gateway theory, mm-hmm. which is the idea that if you're a nicotine naive person, you're going to pick up a vape and it's just a lifetime of addiction. And you will move to smoking. And you will move to smoking, right? And you'll go from this, which, let's see, where's my mango? Yeah, mango. Mm. Mango, delicious, fruity, low-temp mango to Mm -hmm. literally inhaling something that's on fire and tastes like a tire fire. Like, why would you... Of course that's not going to happen. And I knew that that was hogwash to begin with, but it was one of those things where, like, we'll just have to wait and see. 
mm-hmm. when they kept saying, oh, vaping leads to smoking, vaping leads to smoking in youth. It's like, okay, well, we're going to know soon. Yeah, prove it. We're going to know real soon if vaping leads to smoking. Turns out that in 2021, we still have the lowest youth smoking rates in, in America, in the history of- Ever recorded. Recorded yeah. time, in the history of the written word. Back when people were using abacuses, that's when smoking was higher than it is right now. In the history of time, that's how low teen smoking is right now. In other words, <laughs> from, the, from the Alex Norsey article, in other words, the youth who do vape are generally those who would have been smoking were vapes unavailable. Let's reiterate this again. The decline in youth smoking, so-called continued, really accelerated after the availability of e-cigarettes. Clive Bates chimes in and says, there are two bits of good news to this. Clive Bates, a tobacco control expert and former director of Action on Smoking and Health, UK, told Filter, the first is that young smokers will be diverted into vaping and probably spared a life of smoking. Right? That's a huge one that nobody's celebrating. Mm -hmm. The second is that most of the vaping among kids who never would have been smokers will be pretty transient and not likely persist after a period of experimentation. And what have we seen in the 2021 National Youth Tobacco Survey? All oh, that's right. Or was this in the 2020? Was this in the 2020? 2020, 2020, 2020 National decreased. Youth Tobacco Survey, vaping decreased. Almost right. as if there was youth smokers who switched to vaping and then maybe quit. And then there was maybe some, maybe some nicotine naive youth, maybe that picked up vaping to experiment with it for like a month. And then obviously... Got, got bored, bored of, it. of it because truly, honestly, unless you're a sm- vaping's not that exciting. If you don't smoke and you don't vape, you could pick up one. I pick up a cigarette and go, I don't get it. And then I pick up a vape and go, I don't get it. That's it. Yeah. It's not yeah. that exciting. And, but they're making it much more exciting for kids, mm-hmm. much more exciting, much more exciting than, uh, you know, a pink color with a model holding a jewel. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. supposed to, uh, that's supposed to pull in kids. This may reflect nothing more than the fact that teenagers who are more prone to one behavior that involves some risk, vaping, are also more inclined to take other risks. But if more of these teenagers are substituting far less harmful vapes for the cigarettes they would otherwise have been smoking, that should be a great source of relief. I I completely and wholeheartedly agree with this. I've assumed and postulated for a really long time that these youths were just replacing their cigarette smoking with vaping. It's nice to see it in a scientific manner. And it's nice to see that that data came from the CDC. Like it's their own data. Uh, Monitoring the future. I don't think, I don't know if that's done by the CDC. Is that FDA or CDC? Hang on. Uh, It might be an independent, it might, or it might be NIH. I can't see. Fact check. Fact check cat. Uh, uh, National Institute on Drug Abuse. Yes. Oh, it's just yeah, monitoringthefuture.org. It's, it's kind of done through NIH, I guess. Yeah, it's done through NIH. Okay. All right. So it's not the C- pardon me. It's not the CDC's own data, but it's right. still government. I don't know. Maybe it's not government data. Um, it's still I would still data. consider that government data. It's just not CDC. It's, you know. It's, you know, 
higher up the food chain, I guess. Higher or different up part. the food chain. Higher up the food chain. This is going to be the hardest thing for... This is going to be the hardest bridge. I thought flavors were going to be too hard to defend. Defending youths um, making the better decision to vape than smoke oh, is something that is, you can't, no one, you can't talk about it. Oh, they're going to freak out. Can't talk about it. No one can talk about it. Tobacco control can't talk about it, even though that was their goal. Tobacco Control's goal, the Truth Initiative's goal, the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids' goal was to get kids not smoking cigarettes because of all of the death and disease that comes along with smoking cigarettes. And then when kids started vaping, they just said, nope, now it's about nicotine right. and being dependent on nicotine. And it's going to be, it's like a why, why would I even try to convince the Truth Initiative that youth vaping might be good for some youths? who were smoking cigarettes. I don't think they are capable of understanding that. They're not capable of understanding it for adults. That's yeah, the problem, it's true. right? It's true. You can show them tens of thousands of uh, anecdotes. Right. I quit smoking with vaping. I quit smoking with vaping. He quit smoking with vaping. He quit smoking with vaping. He quit smoking with vaping. No, they didn't. Okay. Okay. I guess, no, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and just ignore my lived experience. Not, yeah, just go ahead and ignore my lived experience of smoking for 13 years, finally being able to quit with uh, root beer flavored e-liquid. But yeah, I don't, that doesn't matter. I don't count. You're right. You're right. I don't count. So to answer the question, is vaping helping teens? If that teen was a smoker, a combustible cigarette smoker, then yes, absolutely, of course, it's helping teens. Or if they were going to become, if they were going a to cigarette. become a cigarette smoker, then, then yes. yes, absolutely, vaping is helping teens. If you want to attempt to somehow live in this like Nerf world where no harm can come to anybody ever and nobody ever takes any risks ever right then no i guess vaping didn't really help any teens other than now they won't get copd emphysema lung cancer heart disease uh, stroke blindness mouth cancer throat cancer all sorts of body cancers bladder cancer you know smoking can cause bladder it cancer can do all kinds of crazy stuff smoking causes 14 different types of cancer in your body vaping causes zero as far i mean zero uh, zero right? still zero yeah. still zero still for zero. vaping. all right still zero Still zero for vaping. Still zero for vaping. So that's it. That's that's teens. We have this study that shows that, yep, teens that were smokers or were going to become smokers or engage in possibly risky behaviors, maybe more risky than their peers, are probably more likely to become smokers. And even in this study, they talk about teens who aren't risk risky people who who don't take risks, who don't this, that, and the other, a different type, you know, personality type, I guess. Mm -hmm. No, they wouldn't. Even with advertising, even with flavors, even with everything, they just have no interest in vaping. Because like 75% of them don't vape, by the way. Nobody talks about that enough. Even with all yeah. of the kids that do vape, Yeah. even just once in the last 30 days, 75% of them don't. Yeah, 75% And are not care. interested. Yeah not interested. <laughs> That's true. They're just not interested. 
They're just not interested. And I don't blame them. Go do marching band. Go do yeah. whatever it is you want. Go you have a life. A Vaping floats is not gonna, or whatever. you know, it's not for you. Yeah, like, go play soccer. Go play some yeah, video okay. games. They're like, Still we don't vape. care. And I'm like, great. Great. Stop. Yeah. Continue not caring. Continue yep. not caring despite the federal government constantly telling us that all you do is vape. Yeah. And that all your friends do it. All your friends do it, but you shouldn't do it. But all your friends right. do it, but you shouldn't do Wink. it. Wink. But all your friends do it. And, oh, Wink. hang on. I was trying to find my propaganda. And you can get it from a f from friends. This Just is ask a, around, kids. This is FDA anti-vaping propaganda telling kids where to get vapes. You can, you can get it from your friends. You can get, don't worry. Just don't ask worry, around. you kids. Yeah, don't worry, you guys. All of your friends are doing it. You probably get it from them. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. But you can get it from your friends. This guy said so. Also, you can hide it from your parents. Yep. Also, it comes in lots of fun flavors. Yeah. Also, it's really easy to hide. Also, yep. no one can smell it. Also, all yep. your friends are doing it. But don't yep. do it. But here's how you get it. But don't do but it. But you get it from your friends. But you get it from your friends. But don't do it. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what is this? It's insane. I swear to God, if you look it's at insane. most anti-vaping propaganda insane. commercials and you take off the last two seconds of the commercial, it could be pro-vaping. I'm, it could, yeah. I challenge you to try it. Look at any anti-vaping, mm -hmm. a lot of, at least in California, a lot of the ones here, if you just take off the last two seconds, it looks like a pro-vaping commercial. Because yeah. it'll be like, it's awesome. You could do this and this and this and this and this, but it's bad for you. The two seconds at the end. Yeah, the two seconds. Yeah, the two seconds at the end. But don't do it. Right. But don't do it. We can't find any harm from it yet. We tried with Ivali, but that didn't have anything to do with nicotine. Nope. So we can't find any harm from it. So really, we're just going to really Make double down on uh, addiction. Just really and, double down on that. And and metal particulates and brain yeah. worms. We're oh, just going to yeah. make brain it up. Worms. Brain worms. Yeah, we'll just make it up. Brain we're just worms, make it up. guys. Brain worms. Well, that was the main thing. So just to reiterate, no, youth should not be smoking, should not be vaping. Obey the law. I'm not going right. to break the law. I'm not encouraging anybody to break the law. Of course not. It's illegal, dude. It's just as illegal as drinking. Just as illegal. The same level of illegalness. Right. Which begs the question, why? how are they even getting these products? Oh, that's right. FDA told them from their, from their friends. That's right. From their friends. You can get it from your friends. Black market and your friends. So yeah, I will put uh, links down in the description to literally, literally everything we talked about today. Uh, we have gone hour and a half. Doesn't seem like it, does it? Doesn't I mean, like quite like time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're ragging on tobacco controllers. Um, That's also true. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. I don't have a bumper for it, but did you watch any movies recently? Oh, yeah. What do you want to... Okay, so... Yes. What was our latest? What did you watch? What did you like? What did you not like? It's time for unpopular okay. opinions with Daniel unpopular Jones. Unpopular opinions with Daniel Jones. Um, I'm trying to think. What is an unpopular opinion? So, oh, I should have had this. You should have texted me that we were going to talk about this. I know. I didn't even think about it. I had been updating a Twitter thread, um, letting people know if they were interested in following along. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. We watched the first Die Hard, which yes. I super didn't like. You didn't like it? No, the what third like one was it? good. I third liked the good. third one. The first, first one. one was just 
like none of it really made any sense. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody would react that way. The cops were way yeah. too dumb. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So dumb, it was ridiculous. Okay, I, mean, I get you. I mean, it is you know? it is an action movie. You know, it's I mean, meant I, to be kind of sure. over the top and bad dialogue and witty catchphrases and. Lots I think you can have great action and good dialogue. Look, and yeah. realistic. You can, but that's a plots. lot to ask, you know. Well, it's like mm-hmm. think about like movie tropes, you know. So it's like the action movie. It's like a it's like a cookie cutter thing. It's like if you go to an right. action movie, you know, you're gonna see quippy one liners. You're right. gonna see car chases, explosions, machine guns, helicopters. Tom Cruise probably at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, action right. movie tropes, right? Right, Same, right, right. It's like that and everywhere. It's like comedy movie tropes and horror movie tropes and. It's just kind of yeah. what makes an action movie. Like, I'm not trying to defend my position on Die Hard, but... I liked the third one better. Part. Die Hard, That's yeah, what... Die Hard 3 is good. Samuel L. Jackson's in that one, too. Yeah, I yeah. like that one. That That's one was a real fun. good one. Um, That's a wow. real good one. It is, no, I liked it. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. I, I didn't have any any main complaint. It was mm. it it was what it was, and I appreciated it for what, yeah, like sure. I'm a fan of the speeds. It's like that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. like that. You know, I like that. I like, I like that. speeds, Die too. Hard 1 was just a little too ridiculous too i like ridiculous they'd figured it out by the third one you know mm-hmm. what i mean like, I, get you. I got it i get you oh, we, we watched he made me watch my husband made me watch something else too i can't remember <laughs> shit <laughs> you probably can't hear me i can't remember the name of it it was an old movie it was like i think it was like the 70s um and it was a bunch of navy guys on a boat on a mm-hmm. ship on an aircraft carrier okay and the aircraft carrier got sucked back in time to the day of per, uh, right oh, before the oh. Pearl Harbor attack. Do you know this movie? Yeah, it sounds very familiar, but I can't think of it. Chat, I haven't seen it. Do I you haven't guys seen know it. this movie? I haven't it's seen aircraft it. Ca- and it had like all Is this the, crazy uh, cool footage of like planes taking off on aircraft carriers and they actually like filmed it on an aircraft carrier. It gets sucked back in time to the day before the Pearl Harbor attack and it has famous people that I can't remember their names in it. Oh, we also watched Predator, by the way. You watched Predator? Oh, yeah, we did. We watched the first Predator. Um, yeah? What's, what's, what's the verdict on Predator? <sighs> I can tell it's already going down. I, my thumb's just going to be like this. I, I didn't really... I didn't love really? it. Really? Predator? That's I like mean... A, that's like a tried and true... <gasps> final Countdown. That was oh, it. Oh, okay. Final Countdown. Dave Lloyd. Dave You're Lloyd the for the win. Yeah. Final Countdown. There um, it is. So... Yeah, Predator, I was not... Predator. What didn't you like about Predator? I mean, it just it it just felt a little flat to me. Like, I okay. didn't care about any of the characters mm-hmm, at all, mm-hmm. really. Like, right. not even a little bit. Yeah. I didn't even know Arnold Schwarzenegger's the name of his character. Yeah, nobody like, does. I don't remember. I don't, like I did. I need to care about them a little bit. Like make them a little yeah. weird. Have a funny one and have a. You didn't I care just, about it. There was a one guy who was shaving his face. Remember with the sweat. That was he, really weird. Yeah, that character Why though. Was he's he a character that? that I kind of that I cared about. He's a character that I that I cared yeah, about in that movie. I just didn't like any of them. I was like, well, he's dead now. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Yeah, like you kind of like, feel that way. Oh, he's. You dead know, now. I just I w- I wasn't invested in anybody. Um, do you, do you generally... I liked the action, okay. but and uh, you so know you that, the concept was cool. You do generally dig on action movies. Like I do. I do. Type of movie. Okay. Yes, okay. I do okay. generally dig on action, um, but I need to care. Like, okay, 
this and i'm probably gonna catch a ton of flack for this probably. some of like okay Socialist. when the rock does mm -hmm. an action movie yeah i am all there i've sure. seen every single action movie that the six rock fast does, six okay? furious or he's been in a few oh, no, i mean i don't do those but like <laughs> but like you know the the one with the like apocalyptic earthquake uh san andreas oh yeah yeah okay. sure sure oh, yeah disaster film yeah yeah disaster with like i'm into it i'm i'm into it and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be amazing mm -hmm. but there's a few bars that you need to hit and Predator didn't hit them for me. Really? Like, That's it, interesting. I feel like I'm not asking a lot, mm -hmm. but I do need to care. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's an you alien need to have a, movie, you know? a backstory that I care about just a little bit. I felt the same way about Prometheus, the new, you know. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prometheus. I did not care about a single Prometheus character a in that bit, movie. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. I, I didn't either. Very I'm sterile. A, I'm a and huge I was fan of like uh, the, the alien movies, though. The sure. Yeah. Fun. That, that yeah. came out. I like. I like. I like Alien. I like Aliens. I don't really like any of the other ones though. I just like those two. But I was anxious those to see Prometheus because I was like, oh, it's kind of the beginning of this whatever Aliens, but it wasn't very good. It was so. And then the one that came after that slow. though, I actually liked it better. The the sequel to the Prometheus movie. They made another one, right, with the blonde guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I liked that one better oh, than okay. the first one. Um, it had more of a plot and it had like characters that I, I mean, it has a plot, but like I cared about people and what was happening. And mm -hmm. the first one, I was like, all y'all hate each other and nobody's friendly to anybody <laughs> else. And everybody's just like, like, I don't want to be a part of this group. Like it was, that's how I felt about it. You know what I mean? And what, I'm sorry, but anyway, no, I'm getting cool. off topic. So I've seen final countdown. I've seen predator, uh -huh. I've seen terminator. Oh yeah. Or not terminator. I'm sorry. Um, oh, okay. Um, I was all excited for a second. I was like, Terminator, classic. No, um, the Bruce Willis one. Um, Die Hard. Yes, yeah, I'm Die sorry. Hard. Die Hard Die 1 Hard. and Die Hard 3. Mm -hmm. um, oh, also the one, uh, Get Your Ass to Mars. We saw that oh, one. Total Recall. Yeah, Total yeah. Recall. You on an Ar Ar Arnold kick were you this week? It's my husband. I yeah, don't sure. know. Like, Total Recall is great, too. Total Recall is a all movie. His picks. Total Recall is a movie that I don't even really like, but I like it. It's not good, I but I really it. like it. Okay, the gore was ridiculous. Yeah, that's okay. Some, yeah, Just that's some knock it super gore. off. Yeah, like I one I'm gunshot fine wound. It just <laughs> blows a hole in your whole body. Like the <laughs> eyes popping out of the head. Yeah, unnecessary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, like I, I looked away because it was just too ridiculous. Like too much. Tone it down. Tone I actually it down. think I actually think Total Recall would make. A really good like remake. I know they did one, but I heard yeah. it was like not the same plot at all. Yeah. Like a legit remake. Um, and I think they should have pushed more like Inception did with mm. the like, is this real or not? Mm. Like I I got it when they were doing it, mm -hmm. but then my husband mm -hmm. pointed out to me all these people that have these other theories mm -hmm. and like different mm -hmm. little pieces of evidence that I did not pick up on right. at all. Mm -hmm. Like you know, when they got to that point, I was like, oh, no, it's not. Of course, it's real. And then I just moved on with my life. Like, but there's a whole oh. bunch of other people that are like, is it, though? Is it You real? know, is with the not? Inception and the spinny top, they should yeah. have pushed it more like they did, because that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, look, I get that. It's not bad for a movie made in the 1980s, it's not. though. I mean, it's not. I it overall complex yeah, storyline. It. it did. I overall liked it a lot. The gore was way too much, and I wish they'd pushed that plot point a little bit more, but otherwise, no complaints. Oh, okay. 
good stuff. I liked it. I liked Dang, it. nice. Well, I see, I we it. didn't watch any. We watched one movie this weekend. Uh, it was a drama. Okay. I'm not sure if you mm-hmm. heard of Boogie Nights. Oh yes, I Highly love Boogie it. Nights. Yeah, Boogie oh, Nights my- is great. I've probably seen that movie like 20 times. Boogie Nights is really good, it, but it takes a dark turn about halfway through. Oh, yes, You know, it does. like when 1980 yes, it happens, it's like, oh, this movie's not fun and porn anymore. It's just mm-hmm. sad. It's just no. sad and depressing. Oh, yeah. But it's a movie oh, that yeah. I had been wanting to rewatch for a while. And so I started it. And then I was telling Casey about it. And she's like, I kind of want to watch that. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll just wait oh, for you. Everybody. Then. So Everyone like, should watch Boogie Nights. We waited like a month, and then we finally watched Boogie Nights, and uh, nice. it was really, really good. Casey was really into it. The only other thing we've been watching is this great show. Here's where I'll leave this. This is your homework, everybody. Besides okay. defending vaping, besides being an educated as informed as you possibly can, standing up for vapors' rights and defending vaping, your mm-hmm. other homework, there's a great show. It's on uh, Apple TV+, and it's called... Uh-oh. For all mankind. Oh yeah, we finished oh, my that already. God, it's so good. I so only started good. season two. Don't know spoilers. Oh, it's okay. so all good. Right. I won't. I it's won't. So we are good. fully caught up in watching it since the very beginning because it's we're so obsessed good. with space shows. You guys, yeah, if you too. like space and NASA and it's like awesome. astronauts, you should. You need to. You it's need to so watch great. It. It's so yep. great, and I yep. love the like alternative future yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i love yeah, yeah, yeah. that i love that trope i love that old bit you mm-hmm. know it's so great so great yep really yep. great show we just uh, we just kind of started getting into season two um mm-hmm. but we okay. started it like maybe a week ago maybe two weeks ago okay all right all maybe right. a week ago love this show love it mm-hmm. for all mankind it's so great go watch it go, go watch it. for all mankind go mm-hmm. watch for all mankind on uh, apple tv plus it's spectacular Chest Rockwell. <laughs> and I would say go watch Love and Robots on Netflix. That is also Oh, there's a season two, dude. There's yes, a second just season came that out. just came out. We okay. watched them all. So let's talk about that for a second. Because I only t- I only watched like the first three episodes of it. Oh, okay. All right. And there's right. that one with the children. I, I mean, try not to do any spoilers. That one was re- that one left me feeling really uncomfortable. These are animated shorts made for adults these yeah, are not very made much for made children. for adults very much this made is, for adults it's a lot of really is, dark themes yes, nudity violence adult content really mm-hmm. adult content yeah. but i love them because they're, great. A, they're deep they make you think they're about serious topics because i don't like animated things mostly because it's for children and sure. i don't like things that are for children these are for grown-ups and i'm like yeah so you have a and they're beautiful behind you too they're so i just beautiful I'm not trying to call you a hypocrite, but you have a BB-8 behind you as well. That's definitely that's for not for children. Uh, no, an argument it's for me made that a space fantasy movie about uh, wizards and lasers and robots could be more directed for kids. It's for me. It's for you. It's Look, mine. it's for you. Mine. I get it, but animated is you know. Yeah, and yeah. most animated doesn't have an element that's for adults something upper echelon you know content wise sure. it's just eh, uh, yeah. you know but these are deep and yeah. meaningful they're and really, thoughtful and freaky really or heavy and freaky and weird stuff. and there's yeah. this one episode in season two about the children that i couldn't i watched and i was like whoa that's the end whoa and i couldn't stop thinking about it it really like it affected me like that yeah. like yeah. i haven't had anything in probably my whole life like a media 
Like, I listen to death metal. I listen to guar. I've listened to the most rude, vulgar, disgusting, gross lyrics and movies that you've ever heard in your life. Mm -hmm. But that episode, like, upset me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, disturbed me. I was like, whoa, okay, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. So here's your new homework. Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix, seasons one and two, and then For All Mankind on Apple TV+. Plus. That would be my uh, that would be my thing, and Loki's coming out soon on Disney Plus too. The Loki show, I can, I'm really excited about that. Me too. Really excited for Loki. Did you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Did you? Like oh that? yeah, so Bro. good. So I'm 100 Marvel. If it exists, I'm more so watching. So good, so good. I love, love the it. Winter Soldier so much. Yes, yes. Like the Winter Soldier so much more than Captain America, but that's another unpopular opinion. Oh, I mean, I really like Captain America too. Everybody loves Captain America. Everybody loves that privileged life that he had. I really like Civil War the best, though, actually. Civil War is my favorite. Civil War is, yeah, Civil War is great. Civil War is excellent. The character of Bucky Barnes of the Winter Soldier in the Marvel Universe is one of my favorites. I just Oh, yeah. Because he's just a dude with a robot arm and a gun, and I'm like, that's cool as hell. Yeah. (laughs) Also, sometimes you're evil. Also, yeah, sometimes you're evil, sometimes you're a good guy. Like, I can relate to that. I've been evil. I've been a good Mm -hmm. guy. I don't have Mm -hmm. a robot arm. I've only shot a gun once, but I'm basically the Winter Soldier, if you think about it hard enough. I mean, aren't we all? We are. Let's all be the let's all be the winter soldiers of defending vaping. Let's pretend we have robot arms and guns. No, not guns. Robot yeah, guns. Robot arms and guns. Sure. Guns that shoot fucking science in the form knowledge. of like some yeah, l- knowledge. Yeah. A gun that shoots the ability to think critically. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> shoot that at people. It's kind of like the empathy gun from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Right. It's the critical thinking gun <laughs> instead. Critical thinking gun. Holy crap, yes. And I'm glad you made a Hitchhiker's reference because Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy rules. Definitely seen that, of course. Rules love ass. It. So good. I mean. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for coming to hang out. It's TBN. We'll be back in two weeks with another action-packed, advocacy-filled, news-filled, science-filled, truth-butter-filled, rage-sweat-filled live stream for you. And then we're going to talk about some more unpopular opinions that Danielle Jones might have, like she doesn't like Die Hard or Predator, which is super weird. I mean, I'll get some more for (laughs) you. Wait till you hear what my favorite pizza is, Grim Green. Uh Uh-oh. Oh! All right, let's talk about pizza in two weeks. Um, So arm those uh, critical thinking guns, arm those science guns. Really appreciate you guys coming out. On your way out, if you want to leave this video a like, you would just be uh, my favorite person on earth. But until next time, uh, remember, no matter what anybody tells you, the science says that vaping is at least 95% less harmful. I like to say an order of magnitude less harmful for you than burning and inhaling deadly, deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So yeah, no matter what is in your hand, you guys, absolutely, let's keep on vaping. See you guys in two weeks. Peace. Bye. Well, this has been a production of Grim Green Industries and Grim Green.